This episode of With Love and Justice for All is brought to you by Bliss Books and Wine. Bliss Books and Wine is an independent black-owned bookstore for wine enthusiasts and book lovers. Listed as one of the black-owned bookstores in America that amplify the best in literature by OprahDaily.com, Bliss Books and Wine is your go-to for all your favorite titles, including ebooks and audiobooks. And when we buy from black-owned businesses, we are helping to create a world of racial equity. When ordering online, use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. That's 846-B-O-O-K for a 10% discount at blissbooksandwine.com. In order to advance racial equity, there is work for white people and people of color to do together and separately. The Project Sanctus Affinity Groups provide safe spaces for people to work within their own racial and ethnic groups. Join us every first and third Wednesday of the month at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Zoom for brave, vulnerable conversations and for building culture through engaging embodied practices. For more details and registration, visit projectsanctus.com. Exploring the healing and culture-building practices of embodied anti-racism. This is With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Hello, hello. This is With Love and Justice for All, episode 38. I'm Reverend Ogan Holder here with my partner in crime and consciousness, Reverend Kelly. How are you doing today, Reverend Kelly? I'm doing good. Awesome. Um, um, I have, well, for several reasons. One, one big one is I have a vacation coming up. So yes. August 6th, I'm out of here. August 6th, she's out of here and, um, and we'll week. be taking, we'll be taking a little break from doing some stuff. Yes. As well. I mean, I'm out of here, like out on a little, you know, catamaran of 20 people on the ocean swimming with wild dolphins. Nice. Like I'm out of here. Yeah. Maybe I should make pleasure. Pleasure. Maybe she should make some plans to be out of here too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sure. I'll look, I'll look into that. Uh, yeah. As I said, this is episode 38. We loved so much talking about pleasure as activism, our last episode that we thought we'd talk about it some more. So today's reclaiming pleasure ourselves and our world before we dive in. If perchance this is the first time you're listening to us, um, we have conversations around embodied anti-racism, dismantling oppression, um, I would say adding creating liberation, fostering liberation. Um, and um, sometimes specifically, we speak about the special challenges that arise as spiritual seekers. We are both uh, ordained ministers. And um, as we have um, um, introduced, some people were shocked to find out that they had some, uh, you know, white supremacy, racism issues in their churches. Shocker. So. Uh... <laughs> wait, wait, let me pause on that one for a minute. <laughs> really? so uh so uh we laugh so we don't cry um right. so so given that that's our, our frame of reference the world that we belong to uh, sometimes we uh we tend to gear our conversations to wrong towards those things um you can join in on the conversation um hit us up on the socials facebook instagram or tag is get our holy on that's our handle because our 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 tag or is uh let's get our holy on 
And uh, apparently, I always keep forgetting. Uh, 38 episodes later, we have a phone number. We have a we have a phone number that you can call and leave a message. Did I set up the voicemail? I want to say that I did. It's a whole thing. It's a Google Voice number. I had set it up before. Apparently, it went dead. I had to reset it up. Anyways, try your luck and see what happens if you want to leave a message. It's 413-438-4659. And that's easy to remember. 413-GET-HOLY. Again, it's 413-438-4659 or 413-GET-HOLY if you want to call, leave a message. If you want to hire us to come and do something for you, by all means. If you just have a question that isn't for the podcast or you want to deep dive into things and speaking is more your thing instead of typing and sending us messages, uh, you can do that on the phone number. Um, Some quick announcements about some things coming up this week. This week on, um, is it Wednesday? We yes. have yes Wednesday we have our anti-racist affinity group we have uh this is the third Wednesday of the month we do this twice a month first and third Wednesdays and this Wednesday if you come join us on zoom uh we divide into Kelly takes the white bodies and she gets her people and I go talk with all the bodies of culture the people of color and we have we have some fun on our on our own and Um, We get into some deep discussions and safe spaces and challenging conversations as well. Um, This this we maintain is where true um, um, what's the word I want introspection, not introspection, uh, self inquiry, uh, self realization, Mm -hmm. transformation happens. Sometimes we don't know what we're thinking and what we're saying until it comes out of our mouths and people reflect back. Um, And we get to see really what is it we've really internalized and how can we decolonize ourselves from all the stuff we have internalized. So affinity groups this Wednesday, um, visit projectsanctus.com for information and registration on that. Also, I put a link because we're streaming live to Facebook. So I did. Put oh, a link yeah. In the, Thank yeah. you for reminding me when we record, we stream live to Facebook. It's usually Tuesdays around three. But because of scheduling this week, we're coming to you on Monday morning early so yeah we don't like people to get too attached to consistency with us well we sure as hell don't get attached to consistency so that's a system of oppression (laughs) oh is that what it is okay yes (laughs) you have to do it this way all the time we we will go with that sure All right, so that's this Wednesday. Next Thursday, um, we are going to be having our uh, our second um, fiction book club meeting. We're uh, doing the book um, "The Last Suspicious Holdout" by a Laddie Hubbard, a, a, um, a very wonderful collection of sort of intertwined short stories. Um, it's it's not a long read, so if yeah. you want to get the book and dive in between now and next Thursday, the 28th at 7.30 p.m. You can do that. If you do that, please, 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 as you heard at the top of the episode, um, the promo, um, order from Bliss Books and Wine. They are our Black-owned bookstore partner. And use our code 846BOOK for a 10% discount off your purchase. Uh, they're an online place uh, working to get a physical storefront going in Kansas City, and they will ship that book out to you pronto. So that's Bliss Books and Wine. Um, and one final announcement, we will be doing some workshops at Unity's Eastern Region Conference. That's October 3rd through 6th. You don't have to be a Unity person. 
uh, to, to participate in the conference uh, or in our workshops. And if you want to get more information and register for that, it's unityeasternregion.org. I think that's it for announcements. I can't think of nothing else. That seems like enough. And I oh. put all of those links for things in the chat. All right. On the chat, you mean the Facebook comments? Or Facebook comments. The yes. Facebook comments, right. Facebook comments. That's a chat. I know, I know. Here. but we're on Zoom and, you know, sometimes, you know, I didn't, I just want to make sure that people didn't think yes. it was going in the yes, Zoom dear. chat. All right, just checking. Just <laughs> so you know, I was being supportive. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, <laughs> I appreciate the support. Um, so. It gives me great pleasure. <laughs> speaking of pleasure, speaking of pleasure. Yes. Yeah, uh, we're diving back into pleasure activism and more specifically uh, reclaiming or pleasure reclaiming our joy uh, for ourselves and in so doing you know for the world um as we talked about last week um we've uh this 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 system of america has been really grounded in the idea of toil and labor and exploitation and all the other things associated with capitalism and part of how we can unmake that is to shift our emphasis from work and toil to pleasure. And last week, we also talked about uh, pleasure and eroticism and eroticism not necessarily succinctly connected to, to sexuality, even though we talked about that too. But eroticism is really that idea of, of connecting to the things that, that, that bring us that intrinsic, sensual, heightened experience. Um, it doesn't need to be around sex, even though, um, yeah, go for that too. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, one of the, um, and we'll refer to uh, Audre Lorde, you know, a few times throughout the the, um, the episode, but she has, um, you know, she has a whole essay um, and talked quite a bit about the uses of the erotic, the erotic as power. And one of my favorite things that she says is, that, um, you know, along these lines that when we say erotic, and this is part of this white patriarchal system that we live in, is that erotic has been relegated to um, a, to just sex, you know, to just um, sexuality to, and, and as a weapon, um, and as a, a power over thing, but she says, and, and it's, it does, as you said, Erotic does certainly connect with sex and sexuality and and um, um, and our bodies and and all that. And it's also, you know, emotionally and psychically and spiritually. But she says, Audre Lorde says, for the erotic is not a question only of what we do; it's a question of how acutely and fully we can feel in the doing. Let's say, say that again. Let's, let's, yeah. Let's... For the, she says, <clears throat> she says, for the erotic is not a question of only what we do. Mm-hmm. It is a question of how acutely and fully we can feel in the doing. Mm. You're right. Because yeah. because we tend to we tend to we tend to we tend to do or doing as a as a check off the box. How quickly can we yes. go from one thing to the next thing? How quickly can we go through our to do list? Um, and this this aligns very much with you know, the spiritual practice of mindfulness. Can we be so fully present in the moment to what, to what we are doing and the feelings that arise from what we're doing and, and, 
really then start to shift towards perhaps doing the things that uh, evoke the feelings of pleasure. If we don't take the time to really check in, then we just get stuck in the doingness and and um, tell ourselves that uh, you know uh, we have to do so that we might live, which is kind of bass backwards. Yeah, totally. Well, it's it's the um, you know the 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 white body supremacy cultural norms, right? Our social privilege, like patriarchal system, is really living from the neck up. Right. Um, and very cognitively and, you know, the, the getter done, right. There has to be yeah. something produced, something to do output, um, that urgency, there's not a, a spaciousnessism in it. There's a, the power over kind of thing. And we can't, and it's, there's not a place for, um, for the marginalized. There's not a place for those that are oppressed to, you know, once there's a little bit of power there, it's like, got to clamp it down. Right. And and so pleasure uh, is a casualty of that war. Um, yes. So she goes on to say and she unpacks that order Lord unpacks that that, um, you know, that one when we can know the extent of what we're capable of feeling. Right. And we can know the extent of, you know, that sense of of aliveness and satisfaction, uh, then um uh, we can see in the, the different, we can then look at the, our life and see the different places where, where we work or play or relationships or just all the different, you know, aspects of our life. Mm -hmm. Then you can really see those things that bring you closest to your fullness. Yeah. Which, yeah. which would be, you know, closest to our wholeness. And, and it's not, it's not toil. Um, right. And it's not and, and I want to, uh, you know, you were really good to make this differentiation last week between, you know, toil and work, because because sometimes work can be pleasurable, like, uh -huh. like, like, we're sitting here right now. And this is our work. This is our yeah. job. And I don't want to speak for you. But uh, this always brings me immense pleasure. I always have a great time. Um, so so work can be pleasurable, but then mm -hmm. when it becomes toil and overwork, and I and I have this great quote by uh, Ariana Huffington I shared uh, a few days ago. She says, "Work workaholism isn't always about how much time we spend working. It's about the place of work in our lives. Yeah. Do we define ourselves in our lives by our careers? Does work stop us from connecting with others, ourselves, and the things that give us joy?" Right. So that's that's the question. And this was posted on I didn't realize this was a day. July 5th. This was posted on July 5th, National Workaholics Day. The fact that there's a day <laughs> called Wait, National wait, wait, wait. Right. So pause on that one for a second. Hold on. There's a National Workaholics Day. There's a Is national yeah. we're supposed to celebrate or what i don't know i don't know i mean so so let's be clear all these all these national days of and hashtags is you know that's just basically another way to monetize something and and draw attention to social media anyways but the fact is that, that wow. there's a day acknowledging recognizing it i'm still not quite sure how to feel about that i don't think we're celebrating it but i don't think it's the fact that we're acknowledging it is still it's still odd Right. So then, so then I started to look at, well, if there's a national workaholics day, is there a national pleasure day? 
right? So there really isn't. Now there is a national <clears throat> national day of joy. Excuse me. There is a national day of joy, and it's every last Wednesday in June. Um, so apparently we missed that memo and we didn't acknowledge uh. it. But um, but that's national day of joy. The closest I got to national pleasure day was national orgasm day, which is July thirty first. So we giving you all some heads up. July thirty first. Uh, let's all honor national <laughs> orgasm day and to be clear to be clear another person does not need to be involved um, right in that, right. In that as well um right. so uh we digress but yes there's a national workaholics day that kind of oh, blew my mind crap. a little bit so yeah many of us that's what we do we define ourselves by our work and again this is not saying don't have work but 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 how about work that that nerd that sustains you that that brings mm -hmm. you that that is joyful that is pleasurable uh in a in and of itself and, and meaningful you know, meaningful right meaningful meaningful yeah. yeah work that you are work that you are happy to take a break from but that more importantly you're also happy to come back to right yes. that's that's the yeah. i think that's that's the goal we should all inspire to creating creating a life that we don't need to escape from uh or 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 we don't take a break from it because we're uh you know toiled burnt out and 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 our soul is just like depleted and then mm -hmm. we reluctantly have to come back for it but but when we take a break it is a mind it is an intentionally uh pleasurable break in the midst of the pleasurable work it's it's we just all about the pleasure so you're gonna go swim with dolphins that sounds freaking amazing well i've done it a lot of times over the years and it's just been a while since i've mm -hmm. been able to get back in in hawaii and in bimini is where i'm going which is an island in the bahamas yeah um <clears throat> you probably know coming from barbados but nope usually oh <laughs> all right well, okay, whole, my bad. Whole different part of the Caribbean. I know where the Bahamas. Well, I know it is, but it's closer. It's closer than Missouri or New York. Or true, Arizona. true. I know where the Bahamas are. I think I have. Have I been to the Bahamas? I think I have. But yeah. you know, well, a bunch of islands, and I don't know the names yes. of all of them. Um, you know, my so, bad. Sort of like you don't know the names of all the towns in Missouri. So I'm just you know making that. No, and that's on purpose. <laughs> Actually, wow. one of my favorites, yeah, one of my favorites, okay, total squirrel moment, but one of my favorites is a town in Missouri called Tightwad. <laughs> and there's a bank that says, big sign out front, marquee sign, you know, Tightwad Bank. And I'm like, wow. yeah, got to get pictures of that one. But I'm like, Damn. who came up with that? <laughs> so. Oh, so uh, speaking of you going on break and us also taking a break from the podcast, so we we decided quite arbitrarily because we're in charge and we can do that. Um, <laughs> we will have podcast seasons that run forty episodes. That's four zero. Uh, this is thirty eight. So we're gonna do two more, and then we're gonna take a few weeks off from the podcast. Uh, if you haven't had the chance to catch up to all of our episodes, this is the perfect. This will be the perfect time coming up uh, to do some listening. And then we will come back after some undetermined time off because again, you know, we plan everything down to a T. So uh some point <laughs> we'll we will return. Yes. With season two of With Love and Justice for All. Yeah. We just decided that the other day. We gonna have seasons. Uh, yeah. Wow. So that so even just you know, coming back to the topic of pleasure, even just hearing you say that, 
I I could feel, you know, my inside smile. Say, wait, um, say what about specifically? That there's the- a season, season two. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. Just, you know, kind of inside just kind of went. Yeah, everything inside. Oh, and by the way, speaking of pleasure, I we I I forgot to mention this last week. Officially, we passed the one thousand download threshold. So yay us, and and a big thank you to all of you out there who have been listening and uh, downloading. I'm assuming that download means when you listen, that counts as a download. I don't know exactly what what the span of the thing is, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, it sounds great. It sounds it sounds great. It sounds like a lot. I don't know. Is it? It does. Who cares? I don't know. I don't. You uh, know what? <laughs> to me, it is. Then then it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, thank you for those who are listening. And you know, when I reflect on the journey of this podcast, right? It it was a. Uh, I mean, we got invited to do it uh, uh, when we were on Unity Online <clears throat> Radio Network. They're like, hey, you guys come do a podcast. And I'm always, I'm always um, surprised when, you know, uh, Unity invites us to do anything because. You, you know, do know who you're asking, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, you do, you know, and I'm like, oh, we're going to get ourselves in some good trouble now. Uh, so between between that and, you know, the, the columns that we both uh, write for Unity magazine, um, you know, it's, uh, all right, they, they want us to be us. So we gonna be us as long as they gonna let us be us. But then Uni Online Radio, uh, you know, they shuttered and then, you know, we basically are doing this independently on our own. So if you want to support us, please feel free to give us some donations. Or if you'd like to become a sponsor, if you have a business or something that you'd like to promote and you want to support our message and, be known to our audience. Um, yeah, hit us up and and we can we can work something out. Um, please don't assume that you can't afford to we will we will make something work. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so this has been the journey. Uh, we are almost done our first season. And wow. uh, 1000 downloads to celebrate again. So thank you to all you who are listening. And please tell your friends about us and rate us on the platforms so that we can continue to live that life of pleasure. Um, that's right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And hopefully, it will inspire right. you you too as well. Um, oh, I got to plug one more thing. Um, this past Sunday, I, I gave a talk at Unity of Olympia, um, and that's in what Washington State. I wasn't there; it was a virtual thing. Um, but it, the talk was really centered around what if I lived a life truly grounded in and inspired by love and liberation. What what would that look like? And a lot of that was around pleasure. Um, and um, so you can uh, either go to their YouTube channel, Uni of Olympia, or or my uh, webpage, uh, revogenholder.com and see it there. Um, and yeah, that was the talk. So I'm in, I'm in this grand experiment that started a couple months ago of truly living in, in all regards love and and liberation and and one of the ways i'm interpreting this is that you know we talk about liberation we talk about how our liberation is bound up in each other's liberation right um we 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 uh, i i can't i can't truly experience liberation as in as in the removal of just the systemic oppressions and obstacles that stand in my way 
um, until everybody else around me has those obstacles removed as as well. And and part of that is truly um, a sense of interdependence, right? We're mm-hmm. we're leaning on each other. We're moving forward together. We're we're helping carry each other. Um, and and one of the points I made in the talk. And maybe I said this last week, I don't remember. It was a whole week ago. I barely remember what I did yesterday. <clears throat> but one of the things I mentioned was we say that we are living interdependently, but we always make sure to um, have like that stop gap. So, you know, I will I will have my own thing, my own, maybe my own place or maybe my own resources, I will make sure that in case everything else falls apart or if everyone leaves me, I'll, I'll be set. And, right. and, and I interpreted that as kind of like a, a false sense of interdependence. For me, interdependence right. means that we are wholly dependent on each other. Um, so, so it's been, it's been an interesting experiment for me right now, for example, to be the first time in my life, uh, houseless to, to not have my own house or apartment or condo or anything. I'm, I'm staying with a a very generous, benevolent friend and, uh, you know, I've been driving all over the country and visiting people and staying with them. And, um, in a few months I'll be heading down to Barbados for winter and then maybe come back up here and do it all over again and i've been noticing how much i've enjoyed that but then also the levels of anxiety that comes Mm -hmm. along with that and a lot of the anxiety is grounded in that what if they stop loving me (laughs) tell me i can't stay anymore (laughs) right i know i did it for three years so not that long ago there you go (laughs) So, yeah. you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, I'm talking about. Um, so, so, uh, so it's, it's been interesting. I talk about that in the, in the talk, but, but part of it then, um, the main, one of the main reason I'm doing this again, if I truly live from love and liberation, how would that, how would that look? And again, back to our topic, it's about reclaiming my pleasure and really asking myself, you know, are all the things that I usually have done in the past. Again, having my own place to live, uh, having a job that made X amount of money, minimum, yada, yada, yada. Are those things really because I felt those were what I had to do and who put those ideas in my head and where mm-hmm. did those come from? That sense of, of you know, the rugged individualism that we talk about, um, that's a very white supremacy um, um, cultural idea um versus like yeah we are all in community together and sometimes that looks like we house each other um as well and to be clear when i had my houses in uh, not i didn't have multiple houses at the same time but as i've lived in houses over the years i've done the same thing i've people have come and stayed with me for extended periods of time and so mm-hmm. it's an it's it's been an interesting uh experiment so yeah it will um you know and and mine wasn't uh, mine wasn't by choice, um, and it uh, it does though. Everything you said, the you know, you kind of hone in on on what am I doing automatically because there's bills to pay or right. you know whatever, and what am I doing because I've just always done it in this hamster wheel thing, you know, exactly. to get her done, yeah, and where is there um 
you know, the, the whole purpose of, you know, in talking about reclaiming pleasure, um, that in reclaiming pleasure, um, we are, um, and reclaiming pleasure means bringing it into our lives. Uh, right, which is not because, something we tend to do habitually. No, no. <laughs> no. And the reason that we don't is, is, and this is, I'm going to connect it to the house thing, is it's a permission thing. Mm. Um, we, we live in a culture, we live in a society where there's, we have to give ourselves permission to not be at the grind. We, we have to, we've created a culture where we, and, and then even when we do, and how often do we hear this in spiritual communities, right? Well, we need to give ourselves permission to, I'm like, I think that's, um, by, by doing that, even by making the statement, giving myself permission, I'm still keeping the grind as the norm yes. and giving myself permission to step out of that, but I got to go back to it. But you have permission to take a break, right? But then go back to it, yeah. And it's like the toil. Opposed, it's like the toil and the work is the default. Yes, yes, yeah. And so when when I use the term like give myself permission, um, I've I use that for a long, long ass time. And um, and I the last few years I've, you know, it doesn't doesn't ring true for me when I hear it said. I kind of go because hmm, I because what I now hear is that. It's it, what you just said. It's making the the oppressive system that I have been living in and perpetuating, like most of us do, uh, the norm, the default, and then the the pleasure, or you know what I might want to really be doing, or the aliveness in life, or the joy, or things that are really meaningful are okay. You can do that for I, one. I got to put it on my calendar. You know, thirty minutes of whatever. Yes. But but it's still the the grind and the get her done and being productive and getting it right and um, is still um, what I'm supposed to be paying attention to um, and I'm supposed to be living in and that's is, the system. Isn't there isn't there a song about giving ourselves permission to be all we can be? I'm I'm here I'm I'm remembering the song that we sang in church. I don't know. I blanked I, it out. I, I give myself permission to. Be all well, I, can I, think, be. I give myself permission to live passionate and free, right? There was this whole song that we sang. It, it could very well be. I, I guess I just now have an allergy to the word permission <laughs> because it's because I've as a woman, mm -hmm. um, I've spent my life having to in a system that gives me permission Preach. to to be who I am, to do what I want. You know, there's always unspoken and spoken. There's this permission thing. And now yeah. with the overturn of Roe v. Wade, it, you know, it's yeah. not even a permission thing anymore. It's a, you know, ask permission, but illegally, you know. Right, just, right, right. Fuck. You know, we, how, how much, how much have, you know, women, uh, people of color, um, LGBTQ folk um, have not had, had full access to, to themselves um, in the world, uh, access to resources in the world um and yeah how how could how could we how could we really fully experience joy and pleasure when we didn't have permission to be in spaces um we didn't have you know and and <clears throat> you know recent you know recent example just look at all the times you know the you know the picnic in well black the bird watching well black the barbecue yeah. in well black you know 
um, black people in spaces of joy and pleasure, and then authorities being called on them simply because they're existing in those spaces, right? That's a yep. that's a real thing. Um, and um, oh, by the way, did you did you hear about the bird watching guy who has his own show now? Do you, you remember this? The dude who got uh, he was he was in Central Park bird watching. The black guy, and yeah, the woman with the white woman with the dog came by. Yeah, and the dog was on that whole story. Yeah, he's got his own bird watching show now on like National oh Geographic gosh. or one wow, of them, one of them nature networks. Yeah, so so that turned out great for him. Um, and then um, what's his name? Uh, Barntunde Thurston has a whole um, uh, nature. He's hosting a whole like black people in nature show as well, which I got to tune into because I mean, generally I don't outdoor, but you know, right. could be a lot of, could be a lot of deep reasons for that. Some of us find pleasure in that. <laughs> <laughs> My outdoor, you know, I, I'm from Barbados. My outdoor is like a, a beach ah. with crystal clear water, you know, yes. woods with um, bugs and shit. That, right. You know, <laughs> that's outdoors, but not necessarily comfortable. No pleasure in the bugs. No, ple- no pleasure in the bugs or the poison ivy yeah. or any of that. Yeah, yeah, that that takes away from the pleasure of the moment. But, 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 yes, um, it's it's only been recently, and I say recently as in the last few decades, um, and even not entirely again, where you know bodies of culture have can can be in spaces. And yeah. and even now we're in spaces and it's and it's again not not okay um, for for some white bodies for us to be in there. So 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 even when we enter into pleasure spaces and there's still this heightened sense of we gotta we we can't it's like we really can't fully relax because who might call the cops on us, right? Like that's 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 a legitimate thing. There's always this heightened sense of awareness. Um and kudos to the black folk who are like, yeah, we don't care. We deserve to be in the space. We're claiming the space. We have a right to be here and we can just enjoy ourselves. Um, which is which is awesome. Um, so so yeah, so there's 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 that. So I, w- I want to come back to the permission thing yep. um and keep us moving down the, the pleasure highway. Uh that sounds like the name of a blog, moving down the pleasure highway. Um that- trademark. Yeah, I got I called it <laughs> dibs. <laughs> um, is uh, the permission thing moving that into? And we talked about this last time about yes and no. Like, you know, yes is you know, am I? Do I know what I'm saying yes to? Like when when uh, you know I'm saying yes, it's not a permission thing. I'm just saying, yes, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to, what are, and discover what are the things that, whether physical, emotional, intellectual, you know, sexual, psychic, uh, that bring me pleasure, you know, artistically. I mean, there's so many things in life that um, bring joy, that bring us alive, right? That aliveness. Um, uh, And including erotic, right? I Sometimes I think I interchange the words pleasure and erotic because, Again, erotic is not just we've relegated it to just about sex, but um, but it's that that whole being of us. So the permission thing is I've sort of, you know, moved that off the table and it's just yes and no. And, you know, when and I get to say no and no is to celebrate a no. Yeah. Um, to, that it's not a bad thing. A no is 
we've heard it before. Now it's a complete sentence. And there's, I get to say no, and I get to say yes, that they're both principles of pleasure, right? Yeah. And I don't need to explain my yes to you, and I don't need to explain my no to you. Um, th- that, uh, you know, and, and I think as I'm listening to myself, I could hear, I'm pretty sure I can hear someone somewhere going, well, but there are things to get done in life, Kelly. And by that, I mean, there's a few family members. That, uh, okay. You know, well, you know, you do need to have a job. You know, or you know, you're whatever years old now. Have you? What have you saved for retirement? Right. Um, kind of stuff. And um, that no is no, and it's every bit as powerful, especially when we are talking about uh, a couple things that come to mind. One, saying no to toiling. No. Right. Which, no. which, no. which. Quick, quick note. When we talk about retirement, right? what we what what the common understanding is you know we reach an age where we don't want to toil anymore <laughs> right but but what if our work was in and of itself given pleasure then yeah. maybe we don't want to stop doing it anytime soon right yeah yes so yeah thank you so retirement from a particular endeavor that has provided an income and now maybe I'm launching into a different endeavor, which seems to be my life the last few years, slowly kind of. Oh, I'm on, you know, I'm on that 10 year cycle too, right? Every 10 years, yeah. apparently I'm changing occupation. Right. And, or right. <laughs> yeah. And now it's just sped up. I'm like, what's this 10 year crap? It's too long. But, um, but where the, the choosing, so, so, you know, we talked about the doing thing and, mm-hmm. and it's not the doing it's, it's the aliveness. But the statement that is that choosing is more important than actually what we're doing, because the choosing is the mindfulness piece that I'm choosing pleasure. You know, I'm choosing what what feels good uh, and and I'm choosing what is what is generative. Right. What's life giving Because I, I you know, I don't know. I know we talked about this last week, but, you know, what the heck does reclaiming pleasure have to do with you know, anti-racism, you know, dismantling systems of oppression. Right. Um, I know that that's, you know, because we've talked about it and I know people that, you know, have brought it up and asked it, but um, but our, the systems that we live in, the colonial system and the oppressive systems are intentionally suppress our, our pleasure, intentionally suppress our joy because there's power. You know, yeah. the, the ways of knowing pleasure, the ways of reclaiming pleasure and joy and silliness, you know, and fun uh, are um, are very empowering. Yeah. Happiness, and it, happiness and or joy um, uh, is is very liberating. You can't it's so hard to control people who are happy. Right. Because there's there's yeah. and, and who are really steeped in joy, because then you a you have nothing they need. <laughs> Right. right um and then then there's if, if 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 there's there's nothing you can you can hold over their heads take away from them um because uh, the 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 joy is sort of self-generating um so yes so if, if i am again not to um contradict myself on the interdependence but if i am if i am if i'm living a life that brings me pleasure that steeps me in joy then 
um, first of all, I, I, I can't do that on my own. I, I need I need people for that. Right. That's that's there will be moments where I will be on my own and I will do things by myself. Right. But but part of that true life fulfillment, joy fulfillment involves other people back to that interdependency. Um, but but if I am living that life, then I honestly can't be controlled. Um, and and also I won't seek to control you. Um, I think the effort to control others sometimes comes from this if 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 I if I have control, um, not only am I safe, but then I I will uh, not what's the word I'm trying to say not provided for, but but then maybe I will worry less, um, and and mm-hmm. there's a false sense of satisfaction as opposed to truly intrinsic joy, um, and and quick delineation between you know happiness and joy. Hap- you know, happiness can be fleeting and, and living a life steeped in joy doesn't mean that they won't be sorrowful or hard occasions, right? Right. Um, you know, you, you, you and I are no strangers to grief <laughs> um, uh, that keeps going on and on. However, however, it doesn't mean that we aren't still living, living a life endeavoring to be steeped in joy and pleasure. The two come hand in hand. In fact, I think one doesn't really understand and appreciate joy until one has walked through suffering um as as well you you have you have a great appreciation of it well and i don't i don't even know if it's appreciation as much as um embodied understanding Mm. even 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 better even better yeah because it's really a lived experience and so in the suffering you know the lived experience of suffering is the joy actually is born of that and 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 the same with joy like it's because their life experiences and and they're lived um one is not devoid of the other right um but they you know it's there's in some ways there's sort of you know a marriage to them you know or, or this this connection to them um and it's not a balanced thing it's not an either or it's just i think um I, I, yeah that's that's my that's my um my mystical thought for the day <laughs> if i ever have one good 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 enough for me um so so did we uh, again last week was so long ago I know. Did, did we did we do these questions we didn't do these questions did we, did we get the not really answer? but you know what there's a yeah i wanted to we have you know some questions that we kind of thought of ahead of time yeah um and there's um i just wanted to i was in a, a workshop about um about this you know reclaiming pleasure reclaiming our lives queering the body you know um somatic sex education there was multiple you know pieces to this this Wait, idea said, of pleasure hold on hold on hold on you said queer in the body Queering the body, yes. Yeah, Let, uh, say say a little bit about that because I'm sure there are people <laughs> there are people listening who are going like, wait, what? Am I am I supposed yeah. to be queer? Uh, <laughs> you know, to, to, I sort of zipped by that one. Didn't, yeah, didn't yeah. You just I have rushed a down, habit sometimes. You just rushed on by there, like everything else was everything else. You know, I felt was was people would hear and go like, yeah, yeah. But then queering queering the body, you know, because yes. because again, when we talk about decolonizing ourselves from these internalized norms right one of those is sense of heteronormativeness and again we touched on this last week and also about how we how we do relationships in a in in a you know 
the expectation is 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 monogamy and stuff like that and we're not i'm not anti-monogamous i'm just saying that's not the only way and there's more than one right. way and monogamy is in the right way but then now you're rolling out queer in the body so <laughs> just just i mean yeah you, you ain't got to go too deep on it but but just just yeah so it's really in 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 its shortest uh short explanation to we because you already kind of started it in that we are the you know as a colonized mindset as a colonized society um you know it's the the colonized empire that constructed the system that we're in um uh you know creates there's there's you know these binary systems and this this uh, the ideas and the way that we think about masculinity, femininity, um, able-bodiedness, um, and there's these normative, right? That that there's this one way is the right way, and that's it. There's male, female, masculine, feminine, like that's it. There's just those, and then the able-bodiedness, meaning you know, male or female body looks a particular way, functions a particular way, and that you know. That's it. Like that's just sort of the end of describing our body. So queering the body is, in short, it, it's. I mean, it's a. You can get a master's degree in it's. You know, women and gender studies, and part of it's queering the body is moving it outside of this binary system and into a spectrum, right? So male and female, you know, are words about the biology of the body, but not everybody identifies as male or female. Um, you know, masculine and feminine is th the same idea as how do I think about myself? And that also is a spectrum. You know, if you notice my, my um, pronouns by my name say she and they, because there's this spectrum that I live on. So querying the body doesn't mean, you know, going again, uh, a binary system of heterosexual and, and um, gay, like those are the only two options. So querying the body doesn't mean I've gone from being labeling myself heterosexual and now I'm you know, not. It's, it's recognizing that there is how we identify and how we experience life, <clears throat> what you know, gender identities we have is there's, there are, there's, that it is a spectrum for lack of a better word and how I fit in there and, and, and especially outside what has been the colonial normative. Um, so that's kind of what querying the body is and that there are noticing that there are specific body um, um, descriptions that have been normative and now kind of moving beyond those specific body and making modifications to the body even, yeah. you know, and, and, and queering the body is also acknowledging where, um, you know, able-bodiedness is the normative and not, you know, like it's just, it really is a short way of, you know, all is welcome at the table kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you for thank hope you. That made sense. I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It does. It does. It's uh it's um it's I um and, it's and a, sorry, I don't, well it's one of those that I um I, I'm I feel really uh um 
is really important to be in conversation about because, well, maybe this is one of our next podcasts, you know, specifically around queering the body, uh, because what we're talking about, you know, in embodied anti-racism is deconstructing, you know, social privilege and deconstructing, you know, what we think is normal and the boxes we're supposed to fit into. And it's a wonderful counter to toxic masculinity. Yes. Right? Because, because, which is, you know, the, <laughs> the, the bane of our American experience uh, here. Um, but, but when we, when we can move away from that, that masculine has to look, feel a certain way and embrace, as you were saying, um, the spectrum and realize that again, it's a spectrum and we don't just reside on one point on the spectrum our whole lives. We, we, we tore, we tore the spectrum, right? Uh, we find ourselves yeah. in different, different places. Um, and, and I, I once gave this analogy for, for something else, but, but in, instead of, instead of even seeing ourselves as there's a spectrum and we're existing on different points of the spectrum, um, how about we expand ourselves and embody the entire spectrum? Um, as well, everywhere, everywhere, all at once, everything, everywhere, all at once. Great movie, by the way, if you right. haven't seen it. <laughs> Holy yes. shit. Yeah. Great movie. Uh, yeah. They didn't pay us to plug this, but if they wanted to, they could. Um, so, so, so yeah, instead of necessarily thinking, oh, you know, more masculine or I'm feminine or I mean, and, and if you wanted to, you could, but, but, but part of that truly liberation experience is how do we, how do we free ourselves from um, and from 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 the rigidity of being in any one place, right? And I think and I think it's a journey. I think it's a journey of first re- reclaiming those labels and 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 um, and and flattening flattening the hierarchy. So you know, male is not above female, straight is not above uh, gay or trans, and able is not above um anything that's not able-bodied um but then realizing that that we expand ourselves to embrace it all um you know i am and i'm 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 noodling this through in real time so i may come back and change my mind about things i said but but i consider myself an able-bodied person but i can tell you there are things physically i cannot do Right. So, so I am, I am sort of like on that, on that, you know, whole spectrum of, of able-bodied and not able-bodied and, and I'm not trying to claim, um, um, that I am, would in any way, shape or form having the same lived experience as people who have more severe, um, disabilities. So yeah, Yeah. again, noodling, noodling it through in real time, um, as, as we, as we do. So, um, so back to the um, workshop, so, I derailed this a little bit. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what were you talking about? Yeah. You're in so this workshop. The, right. Well, the, the, so the term, the queering the body is, you know, there's, there's a whole lot to unpack around that. And just, you know, one place that uh, to go with it is, is, you know, is self uh, reflection and self inquiry and, and being willing to move out outside these boxes that I have been socialized in and may have been chosen, you know, I've chosen along the way and, and what I'm saying yes to and what I'm <clears throat> saying no to. And um, uh, so one of the, um, 
one of the ways to to and to do this is so one of one of my teachers that I've learned some from around um, around queering the body and um, pleasure in in terms of uh, sex education and somatic um, you know healing sexual trauma um, is she talks about becoming outlaws um, and I and I love <clears throat> the term being an outlaw because really what we're talking about is you know it um, is is being an outlaw means that I've moved outside the explicit or the implicit rules of what's ordinary, of what's expected, of what's mm. the colonized mind. So, you know, so I'm, you know, as an outlaw, I mean, technically an outlaw is, you know, you're, you're outside the protection of the law and could be in a lot of trouble. And yet in this context of what we do, anti-racism, you know, bodied anti-racism, there is an element of outlaw, <clears throat> so to speak, and it's probably, you know, there's probably a better word to it, but moving outside, specifically stepping outside um, what is, has been the system, stepping outside the, the archetype, right? Stepping outside the, um, what's expected so that, so that you can be have the the that's where I think we you know learn the liberation and actively explore and so we can actively explore pleasure and joy in lots of different ways. So the other words um, that come to mind between be, besides outlaw are rebel and yes. even even pioneer. Uh, yes, in, in, a, in a sense. Um, yep. And you said outlaw was was is generally like. Uh, outside the protection of the law, and I've always thought about outlaw outlaw as one who defied the law, defied the yes expectations, and sometimes that was yes. in a good way, and sometimes not in a good way. Right, um, but right. Um, but yes, yeah, someone who 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 did not want to be confined. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, historically, like you know, think you know, the wild west or think, um, you know, but it's specifically moving outside the law, which means then, you know, not having the protection of the law kind of thing. And um, I mean, that's a historical, very literal thing, but I, I like the, you know, rebel. or the, Well, but to, it's, to give an indication of my internalized whiteness, uh, you said outlaw and rebel. And the first person that came to mind was Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because because as a kid, as a kid growing up, I heard in Barbados more about Robin Hood than I heard mm. about about um, uh, Bussa, the slave who led a rebellion in Barbados. You know, um, and, right? And didn't didn't find out about him till much older. But by George, I knew who Robin Hood was and all the iterations of Robin Hood, from you know the actor Al Flynn to Disney's you know interpretation of it right. and the Fox play Robin. Exactly. So, so yeah. Yep. So, wow. Send that out there. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. There was a lone, there uh, was a lone ranger again, again. <laughs> white man. The white guy with the black eye mask. Yes. The white, yeah. the white man who, who, you know, had the uh, native American in, in I know. weird yeah. friendship slash subservience to, yes. to him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, so, so yes, it's, 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 uh, it's interesting. 
This is what I talk also, about. So when I talk about decolonizing my internalized whiteness, yes. white purpose, this is what I'm talking about. Right. Well, and you don't sometimes, and you don't often, you don't know it's there until conversations you know, it, it like pops these. Up. Yes, yes exactly. exactly. So, so one more, I'll, one more plug for affinity groups. There you go. Absolutely. This, this is what we do in our affinity groups. Right. <laughs> and and so, Kelly and I are still learning from them as well. You're, you're, wit you're witnessing a, you're witnessing a decolonization in real time right now. Oh, look, my yep. earliest, my earliest impressions of, of outlaws were white. Huh? As, 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 right. as if, as if every virtually almost every black enslaved person in the Caribbean and the US, South America weren't endeavoring to be outlaws, to be rebels, to, yeah. to, to, to create pleasure and joy in the midst of unspeakable horror and oppression. Right. So right. yeah, there's that. Right. So the, so I, I just, I just really thought it was an interesting um, way to look at, um, you know, um, of reclaiming pleasure because it is it it for the most part is so far outside of our our normative way of being and doing um and needing to reclaim it like just stop and step outside you know the the step outside the quote unquote the law the roles right so um, there was a workshop that i i was sitting in recently that was about uh, reclaiming pleasure and one of the questions was about, um, you know, part of it was, you know, to take five minutes, you know, so there was some conversation in it and, um, um, and, and about, you know, pleasure and what it means and our, our impulse for pleasure that there's always an impulse for pleasure. Okay, here's another scroll moment. There's always <clears throat> within the body, the impulse for pleasure, but we, we just, ignore it. We, you know, right. we just, oh no, I can't do it, you know, but that first gut reaction is your intuition. Go with it. That's, that's, the, that's where the pleasure is. That's where the joy is. That's where you're reclaiming yourself. Right. So in this workshop, there was this space of, um, you know, the, the instructor said, okay, everybody just take five minutes um, and just go do anything that's pleasurable. Doesn't matter anything at all that that is that you is pleasurable for you that has to do with feeling alive and and however you you know define pleasure and if you recall you know last week when we talked about pleasure it's um it was it's about cultivating joy it was about um you know what's most meaningful in my life mm -hmm. um you know any kind of activity um it, it you know and it takes it takes whatever form it takes for you, but it was about being in touch. So people took five minutes uh, and went and did anything that was pleasurable, and then they came back. And then the the person leading the workshop said, "Okay, what did you feel? You know, in those five minutes of pleasure, what did you feel?" And so people were typing it into the chat. And so I I just wanted to share some of them because it's it just you know when we talk about reclaiming pleasure. At which then is about reclaiming ourselves and then our world. You know, if I'm reclaiming pleasure, it changes how I show up. It changes how I think. It changes where I 
invest my time and energy, which is of course gonna change how I show up with you, which is going to change my community, which is going to, you know, heal me and therefore, you know, heal yes. you. And and it just, you know, keeps circling out. So here's so, some on. of the things before you read the responses, can I just say, so when you said that I was in real time going, if I had to do this exercise right now, what would I do? And I was initially uh -huh. stumped. <laughs> I was initially stumped because, because again, doing pleasurable things is not still not second nature to me. So I had to right. think real hard about, you know, shoot, like it took me a minute that whole time you were talking, you know, confession i wasn't listening i was trying to figure out <laughs> sorry first first realizing i'd have been stumped and then sort of like alarmed at the fact like wait i can't think of anything pleasurable to go do for five minutes and it took me another two minutes of while you were talking to actually come up with like four things that i could do that were pleasurable but i was i was like shocked at the uh, holy crap i like i can't think of anything off the bat right now Sort of yeah. deal. So, so I'd if well, I was given those five minutes, I'd have spent two and a half to three figuring out what to do, and then I would only have enjoyed two minutes of, of a pleasurable activity. So, all right, back to response. Well, so I will I will say you're not alone. Um, you know, people did comment about that as well. Mm -hmm. um, but the but so some of the things that 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 people responded with or what they experienced was I felt happy and free energy flowing. Um, I noticed I don't have to give myself permission to try, which I thought was a huge deal. You just do it. Right. Like you claim equipped, just do it. Um, someone had a softening, like just imagine the world if we all just softened a little bit, right? Um, but the sense of expansion and, and softening. Simplicity, appreciation, um, slowing down on the inside. Uh, noticed at first how challenged I was like you were just talking mm -hmm. about, but stayed with it. Um, pleasure was so hard to use, you know, and to use it for survival, but still tried, you know, that was kind of a, you know, I don't know what, what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'll yeah. stick with it. Um, which is information in and of itself. If it's that hard, then therein lies our, you know, our direction for healing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, uh, pleasure felt like too big of a, of a softer sensation, you know, like, like almost like, am I allowed to do this? Like, this feels pretty big. Like, what about everything else I'm supposed to be doing? Um, Self-love and cared for um, felt sad and tired to death. Yeah, that was, so here's the thing that, that, because there were a few people that, that responded with, you know, tightened up, um, felt sad, um, uh, cried, uh, you know, didn't feel like I was enough. Um, so there was this, this spectrum. Um, one of my favorite ones was someone said, um, you know, I got you, you know, you can trust me. I got you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But the, what was really important, one of the most important things to notice about all the responses when someone just spent five minutes with pleasure was that all of it is welcome. Pleasure doesn't mean if for those that struggled or felt tired or sad or tears, you know, or grief, that's, oh, that's part of it too. It's we, this was part of the exercise coming back to, you know, got, there's something specific I'm supposed to be doing and pleasure is only quote unquote, feel good. Um, mm. But, but having the sense of that wholeness of that healing of what's meaningful you know, takes us through a few different territories. And one of those territories is, 
the um, can be the sadness and the grief and the being tired. Um, it's, you know, it's the, as uh, Audre Lorde says in, in The Erotic is Power, it's, um, it's the beginnings of our sense of self and the chaos of our strongest feelings. Yeah. So sometimes that chaos is the, you know, what, what isn't, you know, comfortable and that's all great. Like that's all welcome. There's not something to get to. That yeah. was one of the most powerful things about it. It's not something to get to. Right. Wow. Yeah. Good, 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 good stuff. Um, so we have a few questions we want to leave you with to consider um, on your uh, journey towards center in pleasure and eroticism. I mean, we assume you're going to after listening to us talk about it for two episodes. Um, right. Because, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how we that's how we create a culture, right? Um, each of us individually centering our lives and our and our individual worlds around pleasure as opposed to uh, toil. Um, so I love these questions that you have here. Um, who taught you to feel good? Mm. Yeah, that was that's one I'm still stumped on. <laughs> or who taught you that you were feeling good? You need to stop. Oh, 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 I can easily answer that one. <laughs> yeah, I, that was easier for me too. <laughs> got a lot of answers for that one. Uh, yeah. yeah, what, here's another question. What would I be doing with my time and energy if I made decisions based on a feeling of deep, erotic, orgasmic yes? Yeah. Um, and the question, I yeah. mean, it's, it's not decisions based on feeling deep erotic orgasms, although, again, not opposed to any of that, um, that that could take you interesting places. But but that that feeling of, of sort of like euphoria, whole bodied euphoria of saying of saying yes to a thing. Um, what if what if you made decisions based on that? Um, and I think a lot of us make decisions based on uh creating resources to get there right i work mm. hard enough i can take this vacation or work hard enough i'll have enough money to go do this thing um sort of you know but what if we made decisions that um embody that in our daily life experience um so i i i have to i have this very weird thought that not very weird once you hear it but um, what I'll would be, I be doing I'll with be my the time? Judge that. <laughs> right. What would I be doing with my time and energy if I made decisions based on a feeling of deep erotic orgasmic? Yes. Uh -huh. Great question. I think you know it's need to be making more decisions like that. And then you clarified you're not talking about it's not a a, a question about orgasm, physical orgasm. <laughs> my head went to, I wonder how many marriage proposals have come out of an orgasm. <laughs> Like I make a decision to make a marriage proposal out of an organ. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably not. Probably not the best place to make that decision from. We're not. Right. We're literally not in our right minds. Um, no. When, when we when we have those moments. Um, right. Okay. So uh, next uh, question: How do I find balance in the things that give me pleasure? especially the things that tend to be misunderstood and manipulated by racialized capitalism, such as drugs, sex, drink, and sugar. Mm. Mm. Well, there is such a thing as overindulgence. There is, there is such a thing. There is such a thing. And so, so the, 
So the misunderstood and manipulated by racialized cattle, uh, capitalism, when you say such as drugs, two things come to mind, uh, marijuana and mm-hmm. um, like, uh, what do you call it? Mushrooms, right? Mm-hmm. So for so long, there's been this quote unquote war on drugs that mm-hmm. disproportionately caused harm to people of color, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, marijuana possession. And now all of a sudden, as it's becoming more and more legalized, right? We right. have we have um, corporations trying to capitalize on that. Corporations more often than not um, led by white bodies. Um, yeah, how many CBD stores are black owned? Um, not nearly enough. There are some no. of them out there, but not nearly enough. Because again, those same obstacles to to progress um, exist. Right. Right. Um, so, so there's that as well. Um, so, so yeah. Um, finding balance in those. Uh, next question: How do we learn to harness the power and wisdom of pleasure, rather than trying to erase the body, the erotic, the connective tissue from society? These are some deep questions. You're gonna have to come I back know. to some of these. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe there's a whole another episode in the making here with these questions. Um, how would we organize and move our communities if we shifted to focus on what we long for and love rather than what we are negatively reacting to? Hmm. Yeah. Well, we we kind of regularly this one we kind of uh, a kind of cousin to that is when someone says to us, well everything you guys talk about is so hard or it's negative or it's, you know, and so, you know, this is, you know, our, always our work of, you know, it also, also engaging in mm-hmm. what do we long for? You know, what are we yearning right. for? What, um, um, you know, what, what's our deepest cravings? Um, yes. And we've, we have been raised to fear the yes to our deepest cravings. Yes. Sorry, I'm distracted by your cat in the background. Just borrowing in your bed there. Um, And here's a a final question. Could we make justice and liberation the most pleasurable collective experiences we could have? Mm. And yes, yes, because often, often sometimes justice and liberation work it can become toil. It can become hard, yes. especially when there's yeah. there's there are many obstacles in our way. Especially when we get a lot of pushback from a lot of people. Um, so, but we can make justice work and liberation work uh, pleasurable as well. Especially as we've been talking about for the last two weeks, when we focus on pleasure as activism, then yes, right. then then that in and of itself makes makes the work um, pleasurable um and um this is why i love what we do because um there there hasn't been any part of this that i haven't really that i haven't enjoyed um it it's it is it is pleasurable work it is um and i think and i i think um as time has gone on you know i've really begin to to derive more pleasure from it um at the beginning, I think when when we did get um, a lot of pushback and stuff, it was really I realized after a while pushing my pushing my uh, rejection buttons, right? So 
um yeah it was it was it was it was calling me as you say you know the path to healing it was calling me back to those unresolved uh rejections or unhealed rejections or the uh the 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 rejection trauma still in process of 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 healing um that's that's what that triggered um so therefore make you know the work became like ah but but now but now now again um um embracing embracing others refusals not as a rejection of me but but really um understanding that that for some the the invitation into this work is too much for them um yeah and, and it's not it's not about me at all um you know that yeah. old saying you can lead them to the water but you can't make them drink so um so yeah so 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 as a result um you know, once I can identify that, then I can lean into um, what is what is the pleasure derived from this work, and then therefore the desire to keep showing up to it and having fun with it, um, and and letting it uh, feed me, and also being intentional on when I'm not doing this pleasurable work, then to seek activities that give me pleasure as well. So all the pleasure all the time. Okay. Maybe that should be our episode title. All Sign the pleasure, me up. all the time. <laughs> Sign me up. Sign you up. All right. Okay. We'll we'll yeah. we'll, we'll. Well, that's it. what started the whole alcohol ink painting thing. <laughs> oh yeah. yes. I've been right. thinking about it. I've been thinking about it for weeks, months. The alcohol ink thing. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks ago, we talked. Or last week, whatever. You know, we talk about pleasure, and I'm like, what the hell are you waiting for? Yeah. So please go if you've not seen them yet. Um, hit up our social medias um just search for project sanctus or get our holy on or uh, kelly's page and see these amazing works of art that she has uh, uh put together um around alcohol ink which again i still don't quite understand what it their inks made out of alcohol they the instead of water-based it's alcohol-based so they dry really fast and they and you use them on non-porous surfaces uh, specific okay. kind of paper right. ceramic tiles so they do weird things and all right you know uh, there's a way to control them that i haven't figured out and i'm not sure that i want to um but where you just you just watch what they do and you kind so, of play with so them so here's bit. my request because i'm i'm hearing you explain it and intellectually makes sense and i've seen the finished product but i think mm -hmm. i think i see i need to see it in process to really grasp um no. Oh, okay. So you need to make you need to make like a video. You need video of you doing something. <laughs> well, there, yeah. Uh, again, well, <laughs> unless unless you know the 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 pleasure process of it is your own and you're you know you're like. Well, you can also go to person. YouTube and there's a you know there's a there on YouTube there's a billion you know videos of people you know alcohol ink tutorials, um, but okay. and everybody's different so. Then I but, will do that um, instead. I just find it very, yeah. Sometimes I, mean, I forget I, the internet. It's exists. a great idea. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I forget the internet. No, it's exists. a great idea because <laughs> it just it would be interesting because I'll, you know, it's how when I I don't know that I'm done until I'm I look and go and I feel my way into it and I'm like that that I have a sense of satisfaction. There you go. And All right. So so. so um, um, for all our listeners, that's your assignment. Uh, 
re rewind these questions, rewind and listen to these questions and, and spend some time with them. And, and yeah, begin, begin, we don't expect it to happen overnight, but begin to ask yourself, you know, questions around centering your world on pleasure rather than toil and work and labor. Um, mm -hmm. And in so doing, uh, yeah, that's, 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 we're beginning to shift the culture, shift the culture, shift your inner culture, shift your world culture. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's some activism. All right. Works we, for me. Are we, are we good? We feeling complete? Yeah. We got, we, we got enough, yes. we got enough pleasure out of talking about pleasure. Yes. Let's get our holy on with pleasure. Yeah. And who knows? We might talk about this again next week. I don't know. It's... <laughs> I'm not saying we're definitively done. Something else, something else might come up. This is this is yep. the this is the pleasure in us doing this. Yeah. All right. All right, sir. Thank you, as always. And um to our listeners, um again, spread the word, let everybody know where to find us, um, support our work at projectsanctus.com. Um, and if you maybe own a small business, especially if you are a person of color or in some other traditionally marginalized uh, category and you want to help get your word about your business out there um yeah we're looking we're looking for some sponsors and and we'll come to we'll come to some arrangements um so don't um think finances might be an obstacle and we'll see you in our affinity groups on first and third wednesday and that's it for today let's yeah let's get our holy on we'll see you next week Thank you.